0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. I'm Mike Gachopoli. All right, all right, all right, let's see, where are we here? Tuesday night, big, big Tuesday night show. A lot's going on, as usual, a lot's happening Um, in this ever- fast-paced, changing news cycle that we find ourselves in, where major things happen. And I mentioned this in yesterday's show, where major things happen, like like school shootings and stuff like this. And, and the news media used to spend um, a decent amount of time on all these issues, right? They used to spend a long – the cycles used to be longer. The news cycles are becoming shorter and shorter now. And I think in the news industry, uh, both of these cable news stations, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, the people who run these stations seem to think everyone has a very short attention span. Everyone has an extremely short attention span. So the news cycles are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. They don't, in other words, they don't want to cover any kind of a, any story for a long period of time, right? They want to shorten it. They will, if new things happen within the story, they'll cover that. But gone are the days where you're seeing these stories covered for days and days and days. And also, uh, what I've noticed are a lot of these segments are so tight now. You know, if you watch these cable news stations, you'll find that most of the interviews are very short, a minute, two minutes, two minutes. Every once in a while, they'll spend three or four minutes with someone that they're interviewing, but they're very short. To the some uh, some extent, some of these segments are so tightly produced that the the host will ask a guest one question, and the person will answer that one question in thirty seconds, forty five seconds, and be okay. Thank you, and they move on to the next topic. So it has to it's something like short attention span theater, where the assumption is. That Americans don't have very long attention spans, that they want things to go quickly. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. They they do focus groups, and I'm sure in those focus groups they're told about this. People say, Well, we don't want long segments, we like we like in an hour show, five, you know, well, let's see, six or seven different stories covered, six or seven different interviews. We don't want in a one hour show remember if you're looking at a sixty minute show like on cable news, on CNN or Fox news, it's really only 40 minutes if you take out the the 20 minutes of, uh, of, of commercials. So, you know, it's 40 minutes and I'm telling you in that 40 minute period, they often cover between six and eight different issues. They'll have six, seven interviews that'll last maybe a minute or two each it annoys me, because I'll really be into something. I'll be like, okay, this person's doing great. I like this interview. I'm really interested in this topic. And it's over. And they go on to the next one. And it has to do with the short attention span of Americans. And this also feeds into the idea of this gun control, right? Whenever there's a, a shooting, a mass shooting, there's always this talk about gun now, now, remember, here's the interesting thing. When there were shootings every day, in our in our blue cities in our cities run by democrats like chicago and you know we'll often see in a weekend there are like 12 people shot dead in chicago there's never call for gun control then it's interesting that when these shootings happen in inner cities often by blacks democrats don't call for gun control but when there's a mass shooting and as we know and this is the truth Most mass shootings. Lately, it's changed. The demographic has changed a little bit lately. Now we're getting not only black people doing mass shootings, we're getting trans people. But for a very long period of time, I think if we go back over 10, 20 years, most of the mass shootings are done by white people, white men. They have no problem calling for gun control. But all the regular gun crime that we see committed, which is, of course, 99% of the violent gun crime committed in big cities... Inner cities, you don't see Democrats coming out right away and saying gun control, gun control, gun control. Very interesting dynamic. We'll get back into that. We'll definitely talk more about the the Nashville Covenant School uh, shooting. Um, very interesting video out today of the – has anyone seen the body cam image, the body cam stuff? I mean it is – these body cams, this looked like it was shot by Quentin Tarantino. I mean this is so incredibly clear and just – incredibly scary stuff we'll talk about that later but there's something i alluded to yesterday and i actually forgot to talk about it and i'm glad i forgot to talk about it because i have a a guest on today a very special person who will talk about what's going on in israel with bb netanyahu who was just i need this explained to me was he re-elected did they have a real election was this like a real election or like a biden election what was this a real election where the people of Israel put him in power for the – is it the sixth time or something? I need to – but anyway, he is the prime minister again. Um, and uh, now they're having these protests because he wants to do something regarding the judges, where I believe – He wants the judges to be elected in a different way or not elected. He wants them. He wants to him. He wants he to be able. He wants to be able to. He wants the prime minister, whoever that may be. Right now it's him, I believe, to be able to decide who the judges are the way a president can hear for the Supreme Court. I believe that's the idea. So anyway, he he wants to change things up, which many people say is an authoritarian move. But he's saying it would then just be basically what we have here. But there are protests because people don't want the change that he wants. So but I'll get more that that's that's my very layman's view of this. I'm not exactly sure. So I have on uh, an expert in this area, someone who was in he's been on the show a few times. He was in the uh, Israeli army. He spent some time in the Israeli Army. He 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 visits Israel often. He knows the political dynamics there, and he's going to talk to us a little bit more now about uh, about this about this issue. So, uh, right next to me as a speaker is Domestic. Up, did you? Is it work? Yeah, there you are. Hey, how's it going, Domestic? Thanks for.
1: Hello, hello, Mike. Thanks for having me again, and uh, thank you for this introduction. I also want to mention that I grew up partially in Israel. I don't know everything, but I think I can provide some useful insight tonight.
0: Right, let me ask you a question. Sure. First of all, was was Netanyahu reelected?
1: Absolutely. So um, even his biggest opponents are not going to accuse him of... Um, elections not being, you know, real or legitimate. There is no such issue. There's no, there's no mail-in voting. The results are known within a few hours of voting. So nobody doubts the legitimacy of election there.
0: Okay. They just, they, they didn't, they wanted him out, but then they wanted him back again. Is Is that, I mean, didn't they just chase him out?
1: Well, they have a coalition system where a, a, prime, a prime minister's party never has enough votes to have a coalition. So they have to convince other parties to join. And if there is a conflict between different parties, then the coalition falls apart and then they have, you know, elections all over. So that's the reason.
0: Okay. So he was reelected. Um, but the people there now are very upset because I'm seeing a lot of protests. So why? Are they protesting?
1: Right. So let me let me talk about protests in general and then talk about specifically because you were essentially right. So these are interesting process because, you know, they had COVID and vaccine passport protests, which were pretty big. But there was very little media coverage because just like, you know, the media here, the everybody lied and censored them. And so that didn't go uh, very far. But these protests are very different for several reasons. First, they're massive. It's estimated that about 10% of the population are on the streets blocking highways and major roads several times a week. There have been huge strikes of workers in all sectors. Apparently the airport has been shut down now for several days. The stock exchange is going to close tomorrow. And um, a lot of the local governments are on board with these protests and they're against what Bibi B- Netanyahu is trying to do. Also, this time the media is on board with these protesters and they are providing full coverage of what's going on now. What are these prot- protests about? So, Netanyahu proposed this new judicial reform which would take some powers from the Supreme Court and how the judges are elected and would give it to uh, to the uh, executive branch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the protesters which are mostly the liberal elite, their professors, engineers, other white, uh, color workers, they're real liberals. They are about freedom, about equality, and they really care about separation of powers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they don't like BB in general, uh, because of, you know, in part because of his extreme, maybe right-wing policies. And also they are, they have been impacted by all the COVID lies and they're, they're very, very, they're more skeptical now than they're, they've ever been. And, um, they are really concerned about this new world order and about tyranny, and they don't want the government now to have one more ounce of power than it already has. Also, the Supreme Court judges are very liberal, which are mostly appears to be white, <laughs> liberal, white women, uh, which brings me to the other side. The, the conservatives in Israel are also known for being patriots and nationalists, and their concern is that the very liberal, liberal court in Israel Comprising, like I said, mostly of liberal white women is overly generous with Palestinians. Maybe they have some guilt toward them because of all the oppression. They engage in judicial activism and legislation on the bench. And they're concerned that uh, the court will give Palestinians maybe more rights or more land than they would be okay with. So they want the government to be able to stop it and to control, to control that. So that's, that's the tension now, and uh, the protests are massive. The protesters say they're not going to stop until Bibi backs off, and uh, and uh, the army split now, and there's a split in every in every area of uh, of life there. So that's very interesting. Now, one more thing I'm going to point out. There's no violence. There's a little bit of pushing and shoving. There is some water cannons being blasted at protesters. But overall, it's nothing like our George Floyd, you know, looting and rioting. There's none of that. Mostly coming out, chanting, singing, signs, some dancing, some music, and some blockage of highways. But it doesn't go beyond that. And some arrests. That's it.
0: Okay. So so I'm trying to, once again, get straight what's happening. The way, the way the judges, the way it works in Israel right now, is the judges are elected by the people? Is that correct?
1: You know, honestly, I don't know. I know there is some kind of process that doesn't just depend on the government or on Bibi. So he cannot control who becomes a judge. And he wants to now control who
0: becomes a judge.
1: Sort of, kind of, yes. He wants to have either control over how they become judges. That's my understanding. Who becomes a judge, or he wants to be able to overrule the Supreme Court at least on certain issues.
0: Okay, his. his uh, I saw him talking to Piers Morgan, and Piers Morgan talked about are you, is this a? Is this a? There needs to be checks and balances the way there is in the United States, right? with yeah. This kind of thing, and BB said his point of view is the way it is now. There's no checks and balances. He wants to put in a system that's more like our system of checks and balances. Is that is that a is that correct?
1: Well, you know, there is. We make the same argument here. People say that Supreme Court, uh, like, how do you? How do you find that fine line between uh, interpreting the law versus engaging in judicial activism? So I think he has the same argument. He's concerned that the courts take things in their own hands and they rule from the bench, legislate from the bench.
0: But the people simply don't want this isn't to change. They don't want, they, they want, they want it to stay the way it is now.
1: Yeah, because uh, like I mentioned, they're real liberals, and they mean when they say that we want separation of powers, we don't want you to interfere and to meddle with the decisions of the Supreme Court. That's uh, apparently that's very important to them, and they are super paranoid after COVID, after green passes, after all that. Because I'll tell you, you go to Israel now, there's going to be the highest uh, the highest percentage of quote unquote conspiracy theories that turn out to be correct than you will find anywhere else probably 50% of the population are so-called conspiracy theorists
0: so basically what the people are saying is we don't want you putting your hands on this basically we don't want we don't want you having more control than you already have and that's what they and they so they're seeing it as like a, a, dict, a dictatorial kind of a move basically and like you said everyone's on edge now because of the COVID stuff right
1: yes I don't know if that's a major factor but I am sure it played a role and um, you know, they want uh, check, like you said, they want checks and balances. And uh, you know, half a million people come out to the streets in, in a city of 400,000. Uh, I mean, I have friends who came back from there who say it's just unbelievable the protest, the, the just the, the magnitude. And and I uh, I love seeing it because I always wanted to see something like that, like a major uprising. We're never gonna see it here, but at least we see it there in Paris. And yeah. just to see. People can just rise up and say no. It's just nice to see that in a peaceful way.
0: Daniel's asking, is there a asking, specific is there- issue that he wants to implement with this new power? So is, is, is there like a, is there some, is there an issue that's making him uh, want to change the system?
1: You know, that's a very important question. And I don't know the details. They have one member of the parliament called Ben Gvir that Many people consider it to be extreme and crazy. Uh there are some measures that uh <clears throat> the real liberals are really not happy about. For example, you're not allowed to present a Palestinian flag in Israel. Or they want um they want the Jews to be able to go to some holy Muslim sites where the Muslim site administrators they don't want Jews to go specifically. There's there's a place in Jerusalem and maybe there is some policy on settlements, you know, to continue building settlements. I mean, stuff like that, that um, I'm sure Bibi wants to be able to do without the court stopping him. And, uh, right. but I admit, I don't know all the details.
0: Yeah. yeah so, so and, and you're right. These, the uprising we're seeing there, it's pretty big. I mean, the, I've seen these uh, protests and they're, they're huge. They're huge protests, you know? So I, I think, we're at the point now where, like you said, the of course, there are more liberal. They're obviously more liberal than Bibi would like them to be, right? Because he, he's pretty right. far right. Right. Yeah. So,
1: but there, I, there being liberal doesn't mean being woke, be a censorship. It's <laughs> it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't mean necessarily coloring your hair blue or <laughs> that's not what it means. they're the real liberals.
0: It's a different kind than we know of the illiberal. That we have here, now. yeah.
1: Their liberals are super against mandates, their liberals are oh. extremely against, uh, against, uh, you know, and you know, Bibi was talking about microchipping children, uh, not so long ago in an interview. So, um, and he was smiling while saying that he thought it was cute. So, that's, um, uh, some of the stuff he says is pretty scary, but you know, he did a lot of good stuff for the country, so they have mixed feelings about him.
0: Well. Uh, I think so. So basically, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm seeing this right, if I'm understanding this right, the liberals—it's like the opposite of here, right? The liberals here were more pro-lockdowns and such, pro-COVID, you know, uh, uh, the, the uh, draconian mandates, where the, the right was against them. And you're saying there, the liberals are actually against those things, where someone like Netanyahu, who's more conservative, was actually for them. Interesting.
1: Yes, so and the conservative population there—they just—I don't think they care one way or the other so much. Uh, they just did what they were asked to do for the community, and I don't know how how strongly they really feel. I don't think it's a—it's surprisingly—it's not a big issue. Bibi has never been asked or questioned in any of the subsequent interviews about the measures. Nothing. It's like it never happened. They don't care.
0: But it did happen. I mean, yeah, it did
1: happen for sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. It, it 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 did happen and and they they were they were quite draconian there, right?
1: Yeah, I I know that people there, you know, you can fake things and you can, you know, go around the rules and many people did that, but uh you know, there were quarantines and you couldn't leave the country and you couldn't travel and you know, there was a lot of BS and uh yeah, yeah, it did happen.
0: Okay. So I guess we're getting a better handle on on what's happening there. Do you know have you heard how this is going to play out? I I have heard the last report I saw on this is that because the people have been so strong about this, BB's going to drop it.
1: Well, yeah, so he suspended there's an emergency meeting. They also have a president like Britain, you know, they have a queen and a prime. Right, right right right. They also have so they have this emergency and they're going to suspend this. They're gonna sus- because people said, and they, it looks like they mean it, that they're not gonna stop protesting. So the power of the masses repeats itself over and over, shows that if people come out, that's it. Um, yeah. you know, it didn't work in Iran so much, but. Everywhere else, it works. I was going to ask you, what would it take in America, theoretically, because we know you can lock this place down forever. Nobody's going to come out. People will starve and die before they come out. We know that. Or they'll move somewhere. What yeah. would it take for a massive uprising in America? Would the draft to a war with Russia, would that cause an, uh, an uprising?
0: I think a draft would. I think, I think people have said that for a long time now, that a draft would cause some kind of an uprising. You don't think they'll
1: just pick up their bags and move to uh, Bali?
0: No, I think, no, I think a draft would make people quite upset. I really do. I think that, that but anything anything short of that, I don't know at this point. It's a a tough question to answer because we've seen over the last three years, boy, people here can take a lot, a lot of punishment, right? Yeah, yeah. Before they do anything. I mean, the, the, uh, the, uh, I guess the masochistic nature of people here is stronger than I thought it was.
1: Yeah and uh and um yeah it's um it's um uh, it's it's remarkable uh people's patience exceeded all of my you know um yeah. uh, all of my expectations so to speak but it's just nice to see that somewhere in the world people are able to unite well, regardless if you agree with them or not whether they're right or wrong doesn't matter um that people are able to uh rise up like this and uh cause an impact that's just good to see
0: it is. Now, while I have you, thank, thank you, by the way, for clearing some of this stuff up here. Thank but you. While I have you. I know, I know, I know you're a gun enthusiast. You're a big, you're a big, uh, uh, second amendment guy. Um, yeah. So unfortunately we have another horrible shooting and, uh, the usual suspects are coming out and using it as I've been talking about it as a political, political weapon. Women. You know, we know who they are, the hair gel King of California, the, the president, so on and so forth. Um, but what's interesting is I always wanted to get your, your opinion on this. So in this particular incident, it took the police about 15 minutes to get there, right? Yeah. About 15 minutes. So, so the, police the police show up and we saw the video today. Have you seen the video, the body cam? Footage? Yes. Okay. So we see them coming in and taking the the person out. Okay. Now I, I'm just wondering, like I know this is my, my imagination I'm using here, But what if there were what if those good guys with guns were stationed at that school and they were able to get on this horrible killer in, let's say, a minute instead of 15 minutes? Let's say they were there. Wouldn't that have made don't you think that would make a difference?
1: Uh, well it would only make a difference if they stopped him if somehow they knew that she was bringing weapons and they were visible and they would stop right there if they a minute is more than enough to kill you know six people uh but uh I don't think it's realistic to have armed security personnel in every school I don't think anybody has budget except private schools we will have no, to... no
0: no 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 but we but do we... have the budget look at the money we sent to Ukraine we have the money we have the oh, money yeah. but, but 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 sending money to Ukraine's, Ukraine's border, border.
1: No you're cr- more, impor- more important. important how can it's you important. compare money laundering for nato with uh, our children how can you Once again, compare-
0: right we we have the money the idea what you're saying is we don't want to spend the money but we have the money okay the money's there and it wouldn't take i don't think it would take 100 billion dollars we've already spent about you know 100 billion. I don't think it would take 100 billion so we have the money but my, my my uncommon sense says, isn't it better to have those armed people there to begin with than have to wait 15 minutes for them to arrive. Now, here's the thing we haven't tried it, right? We don't you know, know, that uh, that break- all, it's, it's all theory that it's not gonna work, or maybe that it's gonna work.
1: That brings me to uh, this point that when I went to middle school and high school in Israel, this we had one security guard and he was armed, he had a regular handgun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't recall, I, I know, I, I know there was security in my school, but I don't remember.
1: If they were There's no them. way that they were armed here. There's no way, no. Yeah, I, I can probably see. not
0: here. Probably no. not here. Right. Exactly. But once again, you know, you're you're a military guy. You're you own weapons. There's such things as soft targets and hardening targets, right? So you try to harden soft targets, make them harder targets. To me, that's just the common sense involved. And once again, the the idea of there there are only two um, reasons. The left has, Well, I, I know, I know the major reason is because they want this to keep happening because they can use it as a political issue. They can use it as an issue to, to raise money and win elections. So they don't really want a solution to this. It takes, it takes one major issue, the gun issue away from them, but they won't say that. But what they will say are two things. And the, free, the you said it already, it's too expensive, but that's bullshit. Because of the money we just spent in the Ukraine, not even half of that would secure every school in this country. But number two is they say, oh, you know, we don't want our schools to become prisons. So the aesthetic of the schools are more important than the lives of the children in those schools. But those are the two main reasons that you can lack of lack of a better term, shoot a million holes in, which is money and the aesthetics I think both are bullshit, because if you really want to protect the children, if you really want this uh, these shootings to to uh, not totally stop, they never will. They happen in every country, but to really limit them and have many fewer than we have now, I would think that putting a deterrent at those schools in, in the forms of good guys and women with guns would only help. It can't hurt. And then, yeah. then we, once this manifesto comes out, we'll talk about the manifesto in a minute. From what I'm hearing, reports are that this person, this he, she, whatever whatever it was, um, said that there were other targets, but those places were secured with guards. So she decided to go to the school she knew didn't right. have any guards. So right. right there, you have the killer saying the armed guards are deterrent, right? She just yeah. told us this.
1: Yeah, You know, on the issue of Second Amendment, um, there is one argument that uh, the Democrats make that I don't have a good answer. Well, maybe I do. I wanted to see if you have an answer. They say, well, can we just ban the the rifles, the a- AR-15, AK-47? Why are, can't you just be happy with handgun as a self-defense? My answer is, well, all of these rifles are semi-automatic anyway. They can only, you know, you have to press the here every time so what's the difference yeah they can shoot more precise they can go further but uh but uh i don't have a good argument against that do you
0: no it's bullshit the idea of banning assault weapons is bullshit for two reasons one they were banned at one point and all the studies done showed that mass shootings didn't didn't stop they didn't limit mass shootings. there were as many mass shootings before during and since The assault weapons ban. So we know through like actual evidence and facts that the assault weapons ban, which I think lasted for a decade or longer, didn't do anything to limit the amount of mass shooting. So we see that's something we tried already. We didn't try fortifying the schools. We tried the liberal way of getting rid of assault or putting assault weapons ban, which, of course, didn't get rid of assault weapons at all, but put an assault weapons ban technically into effect. And it didn't help. But also the fact that most of the shootings, most of these shootings, mass shootings and other shootings happen with handguns, regular old handguns. In fact, Mm -hmm. the one before this or the one before that, I lose track, was with a handgun and more people were shot. So it's it's once again, the assault weapons thing is just a narrative of the left. Okay, it's just their narrative. That's it. That's that's their goal. Their goal is that political narrative. Of putting an assault weapons ban in and being able to wave the flag and say, "Look, we we won, we won," when of course they didn't really win anything because it's not going to do anything to prevent gun violence. But it's just it's just that shiny object for them domestic. That's what it is.
1: Yeah, they just need to do something. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, just let's just show that we did something, whether it works we, or what not. El-
0: what else have they done the last three years? That's just doing something: masking, right? Yeah. Lockdowns. Yeah. Right, force vaccinating. Stickers on the floors, one-way stickers <laughs> on the floors. Yeah. Stickers of six feet, six feet. Right, yeah. we, we, we see what just doing something, not only does it do nothing, but it can do more harm than good, you see? Yeah, yeah. So all they will do with the guns is further make it difficult for average law-abiding citizens like you and I to be able to get guns to protect ourselves or to protect our children in the in the rare instance, something like this can happen. And we're in that situation with a gun. So that's that's what they want to do. That's all, all the liberals will do with their regulations and their and their mandates is harm. It and only know, does harm. If we, they, that if, was just proven over the last 36 months.
1: Right. Yeah. If they want to. Reduce the chances of trans violence, I have a very simple suggestion for Scott Wiener and all others that just keep talking about it. Leave them the hell alone. Let them live a normal life like everybody else. Stop talking about them. Stop telling them that they're victimized and they're being um, you know, oppressed and everything will be fine. Stop convincing them that they are victims. Uh, stop doing this to black people. Stop doing it to trans. Stop doing it to gays. Do something useful for a change. Fill up potholes. Lift people off the street. <laughs> Leave trans people alone. There aren't that many of them. Leave them the hell alone. Forget about them for a month or two and see how things go.
0: I want to live in a world domestic where there's a, di- a day happens. I want to still be alive. I doubt it will happen, but who knows. Where you can no longer post videos of human excrement in the streets. You know, um businesses closing of homeless of yes. tents all over the place yes. of these of these extra progressive, yes, <laughs> these extra progressive <laughs> videos you put out all the time. And if you follow domestic, what's your what's your Twitter at domestic 40... 4, 415, I think right of course. at domestic four one five, you'll see the videos that he posts every day from uh, what do we call it urban dystopia.
1: Urban decay,
0: yes. Urban decay, urban decay and urban, urban dystopia. dystopia. You're right. Maybe they need to concentrate on these things, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to say that it has gotten very clean downtown. I know you disagree with me, but the financial district is very clean, but that's not going to fill up all the holes. Clean, clean is a good start, but that's not enough. That's just the first step.
0: Well, clean. Once again, there are areas that are clean, but there are areas that are incredibly filthy too. That's I true. Mean, the tenderloin area in San Francisco is like a germ infected. I mean, if you're if you're a germaphobe, we don't want to go anywhere near.
1: You know what bothers me? Right you know is. what bothers me? Not the tenderloin, but how long the tenderloin has been around. When you have a manageable problem that right. can be solved for thirty, forty years yeah, and nobody's exactly. doing, this is basically a spit in your face. That's basically telling the citizens, "Fuck you. We don't care about you." Like clearly,
0: uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. this is this is a a, a big, uh, a big part of it. Now, before I let you go, I do have to ask you also. I know another issue you're into is the DeSantis Trump thing. Do you think that Donald Trump is being extra asshole this time? Is there extra asshole to his? Someone on Twitter put it this way, and this is a former Trump supporter, and there are many former Trump supporters. And he said there's something extremely evil about his current campaign that wasn't the case in 2015 and 2016. There's something evil about it. There's something extra, uh, you know, we, we know he's belligerent. We know he likes to call names. We like to act like a child in a schoolyard bully. But does it seem to you that there's something extra dark and sinister about his current campaign?
1: Uh, you know, first of all, I'm disappointed. I thought when you said that you're going to ask me about something that I'm really into, you're going to ask me about bestiality, but <laughs> ask Next, me. next, next show. Next show. Yeah. On, next show. I didn't notice that. We know he still carries that dark vengeance about losing election and feeling that it was stolen from him. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. So I see, I still see the lingering element of that. I, I think, it hurts him more than it helps. Just like any athlete that still keeps talking about unfairly losing, this is just not something that champions do, even if they have the right to do it. But I haven't noticed the same arguments, the same, you know, campaign. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, a few name calling here and there a little bit, but I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary.
0: Okay, we'll have to watch. Maybe, yeah. change. you know, once again, yeah. this is just the beginning of all this, this, this process, you know, so, and it doesn't matter. He can be indicted 37 times. He's still going to keep running. He's not going to. Like I said, you
1: don't become Donald Trump by quitting. You don't become right. Steve Jobs or Elon Musk by quitting, right? Right. So.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They really, they really got to take you down. They have to yeah. force you down. You're not just going to quit. That's obviously the situation, but I'll talk more about Trump and other things. Hey, domestic. Thanks. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. Sure. Thanks thank for clearing you. up the Israel thing. That's My a, pleasure. A, thank you. Okay. That's My a, pleasure. A, thanks. Yeah. All right. Um Domestic is a like a Renaissance man. He knows a lot of stuff. But you know, when you actually lived in Israel, he goes a couple of times a year for like months at a time. And he um was in the armed, military there. So that's real that's real insight that you're probably not gonna find on uh Joe Rogan. <laughs> I like Joe. I like Joe. Um uh, but OK, let's get back to the shooting. Part of the con- and Remember, yesterday, I was very confused. I'm not saying you were confused, but I was very confused as whether it was a trans male, a trans female, uh, not not trans. I-, I didn't know he, him, she, she. And part of this is this is the world we've created for our stuff now. This is, this is the world we've created that the news media had no clue wh- what it was. Was it a she? Was it a he? Was it a trans? Was it? No, they had no clue. So I read one story early in the day on Fox News, and it said trans female. So when I went on the air, I assumed it was a trans female. Then Daniel says, wait a minute, I've seen reports saying it was a trans male. And then Fox News changed their reporting later in the day and said trans male. Okay. So we talked about that in the show. After the show, I turned on Fox News, and one of the people reporting on this said, you know, it's been so confusing all day long. Is it a trans male? Is it a trans female? Is it not a trans person at all? Is it just someone who's man with female characteristics? But this is the world we've created for ourselves. It used to be very easy, right? Male. What would you hear? You, you put on the police scanner, Male. Male 25, male 25, male 20s, female 30s, black guy in his 40s, white guy in his 40s. We've created such a fucked up world where you can't even get these basics down. Okay, forget about the real specifics of a a situation, but just the basics: is it a man or a woman? Is it a man or a woman? So, as it stands right now, at eleven thirty-five Pacific time on Tuesday night, it was a trans male. Okay, (laughs) I don't know if that's going to change again. So, a biological woman who still went by even see this is the confusing thing once again: a biological woman, trans male. OK, um, I've, I've, I've always wondered, I've heard trans female, trans male, and I've always been confused on what it really means. But this is the way I keep it straight. Trans female is trans to a female, from a man to a female. Trans male is trans from a female to a male. OK, so <laughs> it was a woman who thought she was a man, whatever. But she still went by a female name. Usually, when people have transitioned or transition, they take on the name of the other gender that they want to be, right? Evidently, this person didn't. Okay, so whatever. Whatever. We don't know for sure either. Although it looked, if you look at the photos of this woman, it looked pretty obvious she was doing some hormonal therapy, some testosterone stuff. We don't know for sure. We don't. But that's my guess. Is that there was some? I, I don't. I don't think there were any operations involved. But I think there were some drugs involved. Okay, so as Daniel so perfectly and intelligently spoke about yesterday, maybe just maybe that putting these hormones, putting testosterone into a woman who's not supposed to have testosterone to give them more male features, could cause some kind of biological issues that might lead to. um irritability and violence, okay? We've seen this with men with steroids, right? And, and, and men who have normal testosterone levels and yet they add more because they want to gain muscle. We've, we've heard this called roid rage. That's a real thing. I'm not, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. That's a real thing. It was a very big thing in the 80s and 90s, right? Roid rage, roid rage. Okay, so we don't know, since a lot of this is very new, we don't know what this does to a person's body physically mentally psychologically to have these hormones assuming this person was taking testosterone and stuff to become a man more manly and what this could have done to the person okay but here's the fact here's the fact why can't we even talk about it we've seen with these mass shootings take away the trans stuff just regular men boys who commit crimes, these crimes, we often see they were on all these drugs, whether it's depression drugs or Ritalin or this, that, and we have no problem talking about that, right? We say, maybe this could contribute to to their nuttiness, to going off the edge. But now with this, we can't even talk about it. You can't even hint at it, simply because of wokeness and political correctness. No other reason, There's no reason why we shouldn't be able, especially since some of the mass shootings as of late have been trans people, how fucking around with your biology like this could cause something like this to happen, could cause these things to happen. Right. So what happened today is Marjorie Taylor Greene simply spoke about what we were talking about on yesterday's show that it could be the hormones could be to blame for this okay she said stop blaming guns how many hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was this person taking okay L- let me read that crazy statement by marjorie taylor green who of course the left loves to make fun of how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking. That's all she said. That's all. And everyone on the left jumped down her throat for that. She said, Maybe we can stop blaming guns for a minute and and even discuss this. Nope, can't do it. You cannot do it. As I said on the show yesterday, you can't do it. You can't do it. Mark my words. This is in a this is a this is like what's good about having a podcast that's not like the top podcast. Because if I were like on Joe Rogan's level or even close, I would have been crucified over the last 24 hours. Remember, I said this before Marjorie Taylor Greene said it. We talked about this before Marjorie Taylor Greene said this. Because I can only imagine if I were on Joe Rogan's level what people would be doing to me right now. Not for saying it's a definite thing. Not for, I'm not blaming the, all the transgender people in the world. I'm saying, why can't we even have a discussion about it? And the fact that we can't, and the fact that 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 banal statement by Marjorie Taylor Greene would be taken as something so disgusting that she has to be slammed for it, shows where we are as a society. It really shows where we are as a society. I looked this stuff up. I simply went on Google and looked up things like trans-testosterone violence uh, hormone therapy, violence, and you know it's hard to find stuff because just like with the COVID stuff, any doctors that want to talk about how masking didn't work, and lockdowns didn't work, and social distancing didn't work, and the vaccines didn't work, you couldn't, you can't find a lot of that stuff because people were afraid to write it. But I did find something written back in nineteen ninety-seven by the Center for the Advancement of Health. It's called "Testosterone Linked to Violence in Female." inmates. Higher testosterone levels are related to criminal violence and aggressive dominance among women in prison, says a Georgia State University study. The study, published uh, in Psychosomatic Medicine, measured testosterone in 87 female inmates in a maximum security prison. Their criminal behavior was scored from court records, and their prison behavior was assessed from prison records and interviews from the staff. Testosterone was found related both to the violence of the woman's crimes and to the aggressive dominance of their behavior in prison. This finding was further supported by assessing how an inmate's age corresponded to her behavior and testosterone levels. Um, uh, as, as the amount of the hormone measured disc- decreased in older prisoners, testosterone declines with age, so does the aggressive dominance. But the study concluded that testosterone, not age, alone was a significant factor. Older inmates who had high hormone levels were not less aggressive or dominant. The key to the study is how testosterone is linked to dominance in both criminal behavior and behavior in prison, said Dr. James Dabbs, professor of psychology at Georgia State University and lead researcher on the project. The findings by Dabbs and Marion Hargrove are similar to those in studies of male prisoners. This indicates testosterone's effects on behavior are the same in women as men, said Dabbs. Testosterone levels were highest among male inmates convicted of violent crimes such as rape, homicide, and assault. These men also violated more prison rules an intriguing observation from the study on women was discovered when prison staff members were asked to describe the five inmates who were low in testosterone the three the three staff members use phrases like they were manipulative they were sneaky but all agreed the word treacherous <laughs> best described the women so this is interesting now this has nothing to do with taking a biological female and injecting this crap into her okay we we don't know. Maybe it's worse when you're a woman and you're not supposed to have all the testosterone that a man has. And yet you're injecting the stuff into them. And as we know now, at a very young age, many people like the like the like the politicians like Scott Weiner and Gavin Newsom in California have no problem with injecting eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds, girls with this testosterone, not knowing what the fuck. It does to their bodies. This is very much like COVID with the vaccines. Not knowing or caring what this stuff is going to do to the human body, or maybe the body of a six-month-old or a one-year-old. Okay, these are Mengala level um, experiments, in my opinion. And so we don't know what this stuff is doing. Is it? Does it have more of an effect on women who aren't supposed to? biologically, naturally have all this testosterone in this system, especially before they're 18 years old. Okay. But we can't even talk about this while well, I'm talking about it, but you know what I mean. We're not supposed to talk about it. We can get chastised for talking. We can get, we could can get canceled for talking about it. There, there could be violence can erupt for us talking about it. Speaking of violence, that's a problem. That is a major problem. Daniel, what's
2: up? Um, yeah, um, I just want to point out that um, there is no shortage of, of, of scientific articles pointing out um, what corticosteroids, would any steroid does to um, uh, human behavior. Uh, when I was in medical school, I still remember this acronym, Bob's Chimp. Um, Bob's Chimp st- stood for the... Uh, many side effects that steroid hormones cause. And one of the B's stood for behavior and the P stood for psychosis. Um, it was has been as known about as long as we have known about steroid hormones. And steroid hormones are anything that you, if you hear, it's got an O-N-E-N-N, an O, so aldosterone, cortisone, testosterone. We have known forever. The um, uh, behavioral uh, um, um, changes that it, it causes in human beings, frequently causing psychoses. Okay, let me just interrupt for a second.
0: I, I know there are articles about that. I found one. But you can find many articles about how, how this stuff affects trans people, you know, people who are transitioning. That it, really affects, it,
2: it, it Yeah, it doesn't matter trans people yeah. or not. It affects everyone, men and women. It affects their, their, their behavioral changes. It causes great behavioral changes and can even cause psychoses in people. This, this, whether Assume that it affects trans people in the very same way that it affects everybody else.
0: I, I, I'm, I like to, I like to see articles written about that. When will that? No, happen?
2: there's there's no reason that this trans people don't have a biology different than the rest of us. That is that that is going to cause them to react to steroid hormones, uh, to steroids in general, different than than, than everybody else. Um, it, it's it, it, there. there's there's no question. There's absolutely zero question that they are going to have behavioral changes and psychotic changes depending on how much steroids they get. And and can can that be worse
0: if you're injecting 10-year-olds, if you're starting at 10 years old?
2: What's the question?
0: Can it be even worse if you're starting at 10 years old? Yeah, well,
2: yeah, yeah. it it, it causes behavioral changes in in children and and psychoses in children, too, and it causes all kinds of other things. Um, There's something that's called uh, hypergonadism that happens in males. Where they are appear initially they grow um they're initially bigger than their than their peers at their age and and then um rather than continuing on that uh, growth path um they have their growth is stunted um uh, is well known that uh, um, that uh, testosterone um, causes the causes premature fusion, uh, fusion of the end plates of bones in plates of in the bones is where the bone growth happens. It's near the, near the end of the bone. Um, and, and this is just where that, where the collagen is laid down and what you call the hydroxyapatite calcium hydroxyapatite, which, which elongates the bones and build them up. And if you give somebody steroids, whether it's testosterone or any of the other owns, um, it causes premature fusing of these, so it stunts people's growth. So you will see the, these children that initially look precocious, and then they become very, very stocky. Mm-hmm. This is this is what hormones and, and Bob. Can we can go through the big list of, of well-known side effects. Bob's chimp of steroid hormones. I'm just I'm just saying there is there is. The media is trying to um, uh, present these uh, hormone blockers and hormone therapies as though they are somehow reversible. It, it's it's not even it's it's not a question to any to any physician that's to anybody that's been through medical medical school to anybody that has studied biology where um, steroid hormones have come up as or, or or human physiology have come up as a topic in a class. Every single one of them knows these profound changes that steroids cause in human beings behavior is a huge huge problem i it, it had, had been a, a, a victim or you we'll call a victim i had been a recipient of of void rage um, in albuquerque when i when i lived there when it, when a um a a guard or a, what do you call him, a bouncer uh, Mm -hmm. at a nightclub uh, just came up to a friend of of, of myself and I, and he put his finger in my chest and he said, I don't like what you're doing out there and I'm watching you. And we had zero idea what this guy was talking about. And it was obvious by looking at him that this guy had been been abusing uh, steroids. So I went and I found the manager and I said, look. Your, your your um uh, a bouncer just came up and and singled me out for having done something. I have no idea what it is. Um, his eyes are yellow. Do you know what that means? And I told him I was a physician. He said no, and I said this guy is most likely abusing steroids, and and he says ah come on, and I said look. You can believe me or not. This guy is going to be a huge problem for for you. He is ha- he is he is having huge behavioral issues right now. And he said. And then he said, "I don't believe you." Well, a couple weeks later, this guy was was uh, picked picked up for violence that was committed there in that um, particular dance club. Yeah, yeah. That's. I've seen him. I've seen him at the gym. I've seen him at the yeah. gym. <laughs> yeah and, so, and, and and i was uh d- d- when i was a medical student on psychiatry uh seeing a patient who was a female bodybuilder who has been building, building steroids and it was just amazing to to, to watch the difference in personality b- b- between her and a normal female it was just it was just off the t- off the charts i mean it was it was off the charts compared to most male behavior as right. far as the aggression goes right. and her second and her hypersexuality uh, it was, yeah but, so 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 every physician knows about yeah. the problems that steroids cause there is no question about this if, well, if, Daniel, if, if i'm if,
0: sure i'm sure they'll all speak up about this just like they spoke up during covid right i'm sure they'll come out and say oh sure we can talk about this yeah there could be something to this yeah i'm waiting i'm waiting
2: yeah yeah and like i said last night uh, anybody who is connected with these family the family members why they are grieving they should do them these family members a favor and make sure that the shooter has an autopsy done on him on her and make sure that they uh, uh, that they um do tox screens that can look for steroids and they should get that documented And they should take a suit against whoever provided those, whether it's some clinic or hospital, because that is going to be a billion-dollar lawsuit. And I guarantee you they will win because everyone, everyone knows the behavioral changes that is caused. And if you put it in a woman who has not been socialized over the first 10 years of her life before those hormones even hit, and has not been socialized in the next ten years of life. While those hormones hit, if you put that, in, if you put that in a woman's body, they will not know how to cope with these new feelings, these new emotions, and this new emotional liability. They simply will not know how to cope. And you can look at this girl. I've looked at pictures, the the um, Audrey um, Hale. I see mm. pictures of her posted today, when she was an art student, just over a year ago. I saw that. Look, yeah. look like a typical, uh, a typical female, cute, right. cute girl, mm-hmm. um, pe- petite girl. Look at the pictures of that person that is carrying weapons in the hallway of that oh, school. Oh, it looked like
0: uh, if I had just seen that video, not knowing, it looked like a man's wall.
2: Yeah, look at yeah. that person's arms. That person's right. arms look nothing like the arms of of that art student when she is an art student. Yeah, a lot of people are are blaming this kid. This 28-year-old, I'm still calling her a kid because I'm, I'm old, um, a lot of people are blaming her, and she deserves a lot of blame for getting sucked up in the social contagion. But there are people out there that know better, that prescribed her something that she shouldn't have been prescribed, a- and they are right. as responsible Let me ask as you, she in this Let me ask you a question.
0: Is this mostly, would you say, from what you know, mostly a testosterone-induced thing? Are there other hormones
2: that she could have been taking as well. It's not unlikely that she would have been taking anything besides testosterone-like hormones. If if, if she was trying to so-called transition, uh, if she was abusing, if she couldn't get the prescriptions illegally, legally, and was abusing them illegally, yeah, maybe someone could have given her cortisone, um, and she and she could have taken delivered that systemically. And all steroids have to to varying degrees uh, anabolic, that is muscle building uh, um, uh, type of of, of, of effects. there, there are what we call glucocorticoids, or what we call mineralocorticoids. These are all steroid hormones. Some affect the kidneys and, and uh, what's called and, and salt retention and salt metabolism. Some mm-hmm. affect uh, uh, the uh, metabolism of glucose. Those are glucocorticoids. And then there's the anabolic steroids that, that, that more affect um, um, uh, male-like characteristics of muscle building, et cetera. But they all all have the same effects but to varying different degrees. So yeah, she could potentially as as well has been illegally obtaining some steroid hormones just for the purpose of getting that anabolic effect. We don't know at this point, but she looks very different. Of course than, absolutely. as a as an art student. Oh, only and
0: also years her years. her walk when she's walking with that gun. It looked like the typical you know when you make fun of the bodybuilders, they walk with their arms out. Yep. Right. That's what it looked like. It looked like she yeah. was
2: walking like a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk that. I walk that way, and, I, and I'm very conscious of it. When when I'm out working out, I, I walk like a normal person <laughs> during during most of the day, and and I go work out. And, and you know, after doing like uh, one set of, yeah, of exactly of, of thirty chin-ups, <laughs> your your arms get so pumped up. I mean, you can go. Your, your arms will literally increase, like maybe like. Uh, at least an inch in diameter during during when you're working out because of the blood flow in there Mm -hmm. and you're also and you're walking like this ape person and 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 you can't like an ape exactly yeah
0: yeah yeah,
2: that's what happens when when you get this 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 quick muscle growth
0: right so this is
2: the thing though i understand that this Let's say
0: we're. Let's say you and I are right. She was taking a lot of testosterone, too much, too fast. It caused this aggression, this roid rage kind of thing. Obviously, obviously, there's a lot more to it because there are plenty of women who take these things and don't go around killing nine-year-olds, right? There are plenty of people who have roid rage who would never be able to shoot a nine-year-old, let alone three of them with an assault weapon and kill them. So obviously, there's more going on here, you know. And we can only assume until. We see that manifesto. Maybe there's something else in that manifesto
2: that will give us some, you know, but there's obviously more going on here. You You take a young person like like this woman, you fill their, their heads up with delusions that they can change their gender. You fill their heads up with persecution. Of 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 trans so called transgender people, which don't exist because no one has ever changed their gender. You fill their their heads with this persecution complex, and then you inject them, load them up with with plenty of testosterone mm-hmm. on board, and they're just a the time bomb. One, it's like We're, a toxic, we need to go off. Whether whether they go off or yeah. not is could be a matter of luck, but they are a time bomb.
0: Yeah, no, you put it all together there very really well, Daniel. I mean, there's a lot of different elements coming here, but it's like a very Toxic cocktail, and like you said, at any point, it could explode. And it might just explode. It might just explode once every ten thousand times or twenty thousand times. But lots it explode it it will. Yeah, you know. and,
2: and lots of people that that so called transition. Lots of women limit women that so called transition to try to appear as men as men. They stop their transition process because they simply cannot handle mm. the emotional liability that occurs as part of, 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 uh, uh, of having testosterone on board. Right. It's yeah. it simply so uncomfortable to them that they can't, they're, they're, they're they aren't men. And, and I mean, men, we have high testosterone levels because, it, because our bodies, every aspect of our bodies are designed to metabolize that testosterone and do something with it. Um, We've evolved over uh, hundreds of thousands of generations and way beyond to do exactly that. They're fucking around with things that they have no idea. And those exact
0: people, not the people who are fucking around, people like like politicians like Scott Wiener here in California and Gavin Newsom are creating these monsters. And yet all they can do now are blame guns. That's it. When they're creating... These monsters, when they're making it easier to create these monsters, they are now coming out they have the balls to come out and blame guns when they're I know, the ones is, who are pumping is, this shit in these people's so heads. It is so sickening.
2: I, 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 have, I, feel, I feel awful. As I've said before, um, social contagion is the number one mental health and health problem in this country. Without social contagion, we wouldn't have had COVID hysteria. Without social contagion, we wouldn't have this transgender hysteria. Without 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 ah, social contagion, we wouldn't be having this RCT RCT hysteria. It's it, it, critical race sorry sorry CRT hysteria. Um, it simply wouldn't be happening. There is a great article that's out there that that I will link you to that talks about how much. Of this um, of this digital McCarthyism um or I should say where this digital McCarthyism um, um had its strongest um, origins and it is appearing now that um it 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 had a has a lot to do with um the shaping um during obama's uh, era of new government uh, bureaucracies that ostensibly were about creating were about controlling this information that just went wild
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and and yes our news media is complicit in this but if, when if, if if you're looking for a a um a fossi for for where this all started for for where this that for where social contagion and uh, this misinformation misinformation um uh, um originated uh, it's most likely a gov- government bureaucracy and 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 I'm forgetting the the, the name of it but it came before this, the the Stanford um uh vi- virality project, mm. um project and they, they they are kind of they kind of built off of each other. Um, so the, these these misinformation ca- campaigns they were um, both weapon and disguise. They went around weaponizing misinformation and used it against us to create hysterias of various right, right. types of COVID. And then it was the disguise. They would go about saying, "Oh, well, there's no, there's the misinformation over there," and 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 and, and they would censor. Uh, true, they would censor true things, just like uh, Matt Taibian reported, true things about COVID were being censored on social media. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's both a weapon and, and a disguise. And um, we, as I've been saying over and over and over again, we have to get a control on these ghosts in this machine. Some of the shit's intentional. There's a lot of people that were making lots of money off the chaos created d- during COVID. There's lots of people making lots of money uh, off of the ca- the chaos created in children's mind with respect to gender. There's lots, lots of people always making money when when there's, they're always positioned to make money when there is chaos. Right, we have right. to get this shit under control. We now live in a world where we have these festering, strange ideas that take root and, and, and have some nidus in the internet. And then they fester and they grow unchecked by reality and then they burst forth from the internet into the real world, and we see it manifested as yesterday, events like yesterday.
0: Well, speaking, I'm going to be manifested. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate yep. it. Okay. Speaking of manifested, we're going to talk about the – now, shock of all shocks. I know everyone sit down. If you have if you have uh, heart medication, take it. I'm going to shock you now. Okay. Uh, if you have that, what do you call it? the old heart medication, digitalis? <laughs> Guess who doesn't want the manifesto to be released? LGBTQ plus groups. I wonder why. Why? Let me see. Look, I'm going to read this article written in Newsweek, and this is the uh, the reasons the LGBTQ plus groups uh, are, are raising concerns about. It's it's just interesting how the left wants to censor information. This is a new thing with the left. Censor any information that's not comfortable for them. That doesn't, once again, that that, that doesn't promote their narrative. I wonder if LGBTQ plus groups would have any problem releasing a manifesto, okay, if the person who did this was a Republican or or a Trump supporter. If they'd have any problem, would they say... That releasing that manifesto is not fair to Republicans or Donald Trump? Of course not. Here we go. So calls for police to release the manifesto that authorities, authorities say was written ahead of Monday's Nashville school shooting has prompted concern among LGBTQ plus groups who caution against the publication of such a document. We While many details remain to be unveiled about the massacre at the school, police have identified the shooter as 28-year-old Audrey Hale, I believe now I'm seeing reports that she or he went by Aiden Hale. Very confusing. On Monday, Hale, armed with two assault-style weapons, a rifle and a pistol, as well as a handgun, fatally shot three children and three staff members before police killed her. Speaking at a press conference hours after the shooting, Metropolitan National Police John Drake, police chief, who said the shooter identified as transgender confirmed that officials were in possession of a manifesto, a map detailing how the incident would take place, in writings that pertain to this date, the actual incident. Some conservatives, like Tennessee Republican Representative Tim Burchett, have called for the release of the document, arguing doing so would give the public critical information about the perpetrator, the uh, the uh, the perpetrators' state of mind. We need to know what was going on through this person's head. And the manifesto should be made public, he said. But groups advocating for LGBTQ plus rights disagree. It should not be published. Jordan Budd, the executive director of Children of lesbians and gays everywhere, also known as collage, told Newsweek. The focus should be on how this was able to happen in the first place. There should not be such easy access to deadly weaponry. Once again, guns, 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 guns. We don't want to know exactly why this happened. We don't want to know anything about the drugs we just talked about. We don't want to talk about the mental state. We don't want to talk about drugs. We don't want to talk about mental health. Just guns, 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 guns. Charles Moran, the national president of Log Cabin Republicans, a GOP organization that advocates for equal rights, for LGD, there's, there's serious consequences for the public release of the manifesto. While it would certainly give insight into the motivations of this deeply troubled individual that could help shed light into root causes, we know from tragedies like this that additional glorification of the shooter could inspire others to take similar violence for attention. I agree with the first part of that statement. I don't agree. With the second part, Laura McGinnis, a spokesperson for PFLAG, agreed telling Newsweek that publication of these documents could increase the risk of contagion. I think that's total bullshit. She said that while the manifesto could help law enforcement and policymakers identify potential warning signs to prevent future tragedies, ultimately the contents don't change the outcome of the tragedy. So this person, this person who thinks they're intelligent, actually says that. The manifesto could help law enforcement and policymakers identify potential warning signs to prevent future tragedies, but that 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 that's not good. So it could provoke. It could it could actually prevent future tragedies. It can cut down on gun violence, but that's not good for these people. They're actually saying we don't care about that. That's not really important. Who cares that it doesn't change the outcome of this tragedy? Of who cares? If it can prevent future tragedies, as this person, Laura McGinnis, admits it could, why shouldn't it be released? Is it because they don't want future tragedies to end? They don't want to prevent future tragedies that they wait for them to happen so they can blame guns? That's what she might as well be saying. It doesn't change the outcome, and we're just waiting for the next one to happen. We, we want it to happen so we can talk about guns again. Jeez, these people are, are really abhorrent. Regardless of the shooter's intentions, the real issue here is the ease of access. Once again, deadly weapons, deadly weapons, deadly weapons, all children, gun violence, gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. That's all they can say. And the rest of this article is basically them saying guns, the issue is guns, guns, guns. I mean, this person actually said in black and white that preventing future tragedies, which could possibly happen if we release this manifesto, doesn't really matter. What matters is guns, 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 guns. Proving my point, the left doesn't want to solve the issue because the issue gets them votes. The issue Helps them raise money for elections to win elections so they can continue talking about guns and gun violence. They don't want it to end. They actually wait for these to happen so they can pounce on it with their usual bile. So obviously even these, even these incredibly abhorrent individuals are admitting that Releasing this could give us some insight into how this happened and how to prevent it in the future, meaning how to save lives of children in the future. Yet, yet they don't want this released because they don't want to solve the issue. They want to just continue to blame guns. They don't want to talk about anything else. They don't want to talk about mental health. They don't want to talk about how drugs as we just spoke about and other kinds of drugs pumped into kids can, can cause this to happen. They don't want to talk about the actual root causes of violence. Forget, take guns out of it. Violence. People to commit violence and people will always be able to get access to guns. No matter how many they gun laws they try to pass. Okay. No matter how many bans they try to pass, people will always have access to weapons of destruction mass destruction if they want. Period. That that's reality. And I believe in living in reality, not not alternate realities. Not once again, alternate creating alternate realities used to be called insanity, and they would give you a pill that would kick you back into the real world, hopefully if it worked. But now we create these alternate realities and we actually we have to actually pretend that these are real realities. And I'm not doing that. I refuse to do that. I live in the real world, okay, period. The real world where actually it matters when you talk about real concrete things you can do to prevent these things from happening, whether it's addressing the drugs, whether it's rejecting the mental illness, whether it's fortifying the schools to make it harder for these people to do these things. That's the world I live in, okay? Okay. And they constantly say the same stuff, common sense, gun safety legislation. But the problem with that statement is nothing they propose is common sense. It's all the opposite of common sense. That's the problem. There is no common sense when it comes to their gun laws. There's none. There is none. In fact, all of the common sense stuff, like background checks, so on and so forth, we already have those. They have those everywhere, okay? And it's especially tough to get guns in cities where there's the most gun violence, which shows that gun laws don't stop gun violence. Seriously, I, I, I want to bang my my fist down on this table right now. How much more evidence, how many more facts do we have to have access to when we finally realize and say gun laws don't stop gun violence, gun laws don't stop criminals from creating crimes, gun laws don't stop mentally disturbed people from doing violent things, gun laws don't stop evil people from doing evil things, gun laws stop law-abiding citizens from defending themselves. Gun laws stop law-abiding citizens from killing these people before they kill children. That's what their gun laws do. But then again, I live in the real world. I don't live in a fantasy alternate reality of flag and these ridiculous groups. What a ridiculous group collage, children of Levians and gays everywhere. Are you serious? <sighs> Hey, Bill.
3: What's up? Mike, I said so you need to talk to that? <laughs> Just... What? What is
0: that? <laughs> Which is sense? that. sense?
3: That, we need to talk. <laughs> You're oh, robbed yeah. up there. I, I need Dr.
0: Bill. <laughs> Not Dr. <laughs> Phil. Dr. Bill.
3: <laughs> well, let me first compliment Dr. Daniel. Um, oh, yeah. Ha- Very much because okay. um, having been in NFL and CFL locker rooms and championship college team locker rooms um there are uh, a lo- there's i've witnessed a lot of uh, people using performance enhancing drugs i've witnessed people having steroid rages i've he's right about all that obviously and um it's that's a huge problem um anywhere that those drugs are being used um it even happens in police departments where, you know, guys want to bulk up and feel safer on the street by appearing, you know, bigger, stronger, and that can create violence. In fact, happened to a friend of mine whose brother got beaten into a coma. Um, by by a someone on the
0: Royce?
3: The cop was on the cop, the Bridgeport cop was on steroids. Oh, know?
0: great. Oh, yeah. Cops yeah. on steroids. That's
3: great. <laughs> well, that, you know, it, uh, the problem is. Uh, Well, let me relate it back to the NFL. I I shouldn't speak for any testing done, uh, for police departments. I'm not familiar. But I can tell you, we were told ahead of time when we were going to be tested when I was in camp with the, many camp with the Patriots. We knew Mm -hmm. when we came back on August 19th, we were going to be tested. We also knew that, um, this is 1985. Um, we also knew that, uh, uh, Basically, they were going to test for steroids with the urine tests, but that was it. There was going to be no blood test for growth hormone. And in fact, now the NFL Players Association uh, negotiated uh, uh, an arrangement uh, where the players are notified two days in advance before they're giving a blood test, uh, and not all players are, just the ones who will be. Uh, for uh growth hormone and uh in those two days, Daniel will tell you if you stop taking ahead of time several days in advance uh depending on where they threat set the threshold which they set it intentionally high, it's almost impossible to test positive you know, and so they do this to because the game is uh bigger faster stronger the guys heal faster yeah yada yada um, and we
0: saw during the baseball steroid right that they were hitting home runs and they were getting more people in the seats and more people to watch. on Of television. course, Sales So tickets. they looked the other way until, um, until of course, Canseco came out and politicians took up and then it became a virtue signal. And then all of a sudden, Oh no. Oh, oh we have to stop the steroid. I and mean, they're so full of shit. Like Bud Selig, Selig is, is so full of shit. He looked the other way for years, the other way for years. Selig uh, looked the other way, you know, just because it was a moneymaker. It was a big moneymaker. Well, wanted to see home runs, and the steroids helped them hit home runs.
3: That's exactly true. And you had the same thing with Lance Armstrong, and who, who who's won the Tour de France since? I mean, like yeah, we don't right. we don't care. We're right. Americans, aren't? In Europe, it's always big. You know, that's right. like a national event for them. Um So, uh yeah, it's. That's the money. It's always about the Benjamins, Mike.
2: Mm -hmm. You know
3: what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a problem in our society overall. I think we also see it in actors. You know, when you see an actor go from looking fairly normal to a Hulk uh, for a role and then deflate back down again, which you'll often see, that's a clear indication of performance-enhancing. Absolutely, yes. Right. and uh, But they do that to make a decision. But for this is the professor. hypocrisy
0: of these people, William. The left is saying, yeah. okay, they had no problem looking at the effect of, of these uh, performance enhancing drugs on athletes and what it does to mm-hmm. athletes, what it does to bodybuilders. But no, we can't talk about what these drugs do to a 10 year old or a 12 year old who's transitioning. We That's can't, insane. We can't even discuss that. We can't even discuss it.
3: I, I'm totally against, as far as I'm concerned. Like you and I talked in the past, I'm 62. Look, when I was growing up, there you were straight, gay, or bi, and nobody cared as long as you weren't harming kids. You know what right. I mean? It was yeah. like, keep your sexuality to yourself. I don't need to know it. I'm not putting mine out there on my sleeve. You follow me? I'm heterosexual, but it's nobody's damn business. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know the words day to day. I'm not out there virtue signaling with what my sexuality is. Who cares? You're well, in And it used to be
0: like the LGB community, and then the T came in, and the T, which has nothing to do with LGB, right? Whether you're, that's a, se- a sexual uh, orientation, has nothing to do with this with this gender dysphoria. But they took it over. They came in, and they actually took it over, and they've hijacked the whole community now. I mean they're dominating.
3: The it's absolute insanity. Yeah. It, it's a type of psychosis. I I I don't know what else. Maybe Daniel can help us from a uh, if he has some psychiatric uh uh training. I don't uh but th- this is uh it's sick it's so warped. I, I it's creating like an altered uh reality uh, to me. Um I, frankly, I don't even pay attention to most of it. I hate to see tragic things happen. Don't get me wrong. But as far as these gender identities, and I think it's tragic. First of all, I think when we look at pro sports and Olympic sports and you see men competing in women's sports, they're, they're doing that, Mike, to get um, clicks. That brings attention to the sport. You follow me? Good or bad, it brings attention. Mm -hmm. And attention brings advertisers. Because if you notice, it seems like mm, people aren't satisfied with normal human, uh, what would be non-performance enhancing or or aberrant performances. You follow me? They have to see this, you know. Now, so now we have men competing in female sports. Is basically what's happening, right. and, but but this is creating a drama that gets people's attention, and then there's a media buzz over, and then people get into it and argue about it, and all of a sudden you got a cultural issue that you can build a narrative around. You, you see, that's, that's it's, it's all propaganda. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, because it's any realistic person would say this. This is, person does not deserve that award. Just like anyone who won any home run, uh, who beat Babe Ruth's record or Hank Aaron's record, uh, who was taking uh, steroids, they're bad if they hit more runs run, runs than Hank Aaron on, and if they could prove Aaron steroids, they didn't break his record. You see what I mean? They didn't.
0: Yeah, to me, the only real record yeah. is is Aaron Judge now judge and you know he has the he has the record as far as I'm concerned okay as, I'm not I, familiar
3: with what's recent yeah
0: well I mean last year yeah I mean I'm I okay. mean, breaking breaking you know Hank, babe Ruth babe Ruth's record uh you know breaking Hank Aaron's record those records well I should say uh, as far as the American League goes obviously breaking babe Ruth's record or Roger Mari's record I think those are the real records I don't right. think those you know Conseco, McGuire, bonds no, they're not. are real I don't no. believe they're real.
3: Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not because yeah. they could never. They could never do it. Look at those men when they were off to drugs. They deflate right back down again. They they couldn't do it. Well, and, and, know, and look, no.
0: it's once again, your eyes don't lie. I know people want to right. tell us our eyes are lying to us, but as as Daniel brought up, the difference in this shooter in one year, right, mm, between yeah. looking like a woman to looking and walking like a man, and yeah. also these athletes like Inseco and and McGuire and Bonds, yeah. they went from skinny guys. To right. these big, these big muscle guys, right, in, right. in a couple of years, it's not normal, it, Bill. It's not. It's not from eating chicken and eggs.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. The human genetics haven't evolved that, to that yeah. degree where a man, <laughs> could, adult man who's past puberty, could right. put on exactly. 20, 30, 40 pounds of muscle in uh, you know a year or whatever right. it is. You know, <laughs> right. It just doesn't exactly. happen. It's physically right. impossible it without performance enhancing drugs. But I did want to mention. I did put uh, some more information in the live chat, um, and I'm not saying uh, f- about this particular incident. I don't want this information to, to indicate that I'm saying this particular shooting is a false flag. But there, our government, and I did back it up with some articles I was able to find, has purposely used false flag events, mm-hmm. you know, to get us into foreign wars and or create uh, covert actions uh, that draw. Um, I, I'm not a military person, but this art, there are articles. There's a couple articles I put in here, um, and and I think we have to reconsider it, seriously that the national defense authorization act in 2012 was modernized where the ban on domestic propaganda was lifted right this miss month act in 1948 so the state department and this is fact you know can lie to us through all forms of media and the media is uh funded to do this this is really happening this isn't like something that only happens in russia you know so the only thing I would suggest to people to consider, if once you know that, then consider what you're hearing may or may not be a false flag event. There's no way to know because the media is good at portraying it as actual Mm -hmm. It may be hybrid. You know, we talked about this yesterday quite a bit. I don't need to go into it all. I think there's some people, like we said, who go postal, go theater, go, Mm -hmm. you know, now we have it uh, happening in nightclubs, you know what I mean? Or wherever, uh, uh, you know, seemed now it's schools. Did you notice that? Remember, it was nightclubs, gay clubs, straight clubs. Yeah, well, it, was, so, yeah it, was, it seemed
0: like it was like post offices for a while. For a while, right? Like movie theaters, right? Right. And then it became like churches and schools, right? Like, that's that's the thing now, churches and schools. So yes, it seems to be changing. the The venues seem to be changing. Which it I seems, think, it, it, and it seems to be like. A phases right the, this, there was the post office phase and there was the movie theater phase now we're in these right. schools and church phases and it's very odd i just i don't i don't i don't get it that I don't well think i it.
3: think that's good the, what that does is good gives a reason to question that's a that's all i'm suggesting oh my God, and, no
0: problem with questioning uh, things you know I me mean? yeah
3: and then well i did note, there's a browser called yandex which is a Russian browser, but I stumbled on it in the Play Store when I was frustrated with things I used to find easily on YouTube that i f- suddenly couldn't find anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, what is this? What have they done to our you know, Google and anyway? So we know what they've done. You know, mm-hmm. they've edited out anything they consider that's, you know, against the contemporary narrative, that they're gonna determine it's disinformation, misinformation and and you know there was uh, Anonymous Inc. was a 60 minute piece that was out. You and I discussed it quite a while back. Um, it was about money laundering in the United States. The 60 minute piece, and I couldn't find it using the normal YouTube search. And I said I got fed up with that. I said the heck with this, and that's how I stumbled on the index. Oh, there it is on the index. You know it was produced in USA in New York. Originally, and you know, I mean, I had to go to a Russian browser to find it easily. I mean, you know, perhaps if I kept searching, searching, searching down algorithms, you know, phenomenal. You know what I mean? You know, time phrase for forget about it. Just so, so, so what? So we're we're this is making things very difficult because you know what's reality? What's information? What's disinformation? It's because. There's always been some level of propaganda, even when we, there was live footage. Like, did you notice? Here's another thing. Let's, can, remember the Vietnam War? We saw a lot of live footage. You had people like Dan Rather actually in Viet, you know, there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, behind military lines. I mean, uh, we s- now, I'm not saying everything we got was, uh, um, was completely unbiased, but at least we we, we saw footage, we heard stories so then you heard about the Goth of Tonkin eventually. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It came sure. out. Yeah. Yeah. And so we notice just transitioning briefly to the Ukraine war. How much live footage why why don't we see
0: we see hardly any live footage. We see almost That's all I mean. It's like
3: right. it's all narratives.
0: Of course you it's, know it's all it's all prepackaged bullshit. They'll show us a bombed out Yes. neighborhood and say, look at what the Russians did to this poor neighborhood. And they'll, it'll, right. it'll be 10 seconds long. We'll get like right. a, a panning shot of the buildings being blown out, and that's it. But there is none of that Im- embed thing that we saw during, well, especially during the Iraq war, right? We saw right. a lot of that stuff. A lot right. of that embed stuff. But that's that's doesn't exist now. It's not. It's just simply, the narrative is simply Russia bad, Ukraine good, David versus Goliath. We have to send Ukraine $25 trillion and shut up. That's it. That's
3: all. Which, when we get pull, pull back that veil, and we start to see what's behind all that Burisma, and you know uh, bio labs, and you know NATO expansion, you know and then blah, 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 you know we we start to see people like Colonel McGregor. Or Colonel Salente and Judge Napolitano, you know, start hearing these other voices, Scott Ritter and narratives. You start to realize, wait, 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 there's a lot more to this, you know? Yeah, and once again, um, as
0: Daniel's uh, bringing up now, obviously, even the embeds, networks are going to propagandize that also. Right. right? It's going to become from that point of view of that network or that person who's embedded. You're not, not going to see everything, right? You're not going to No, everything. I agree. I agree. But, yeah. but you're right, there was a lot more footage than there is now. Because you yeah. know why, I'll tell you why. There's a lot more going on than there is now. Is what it comes down to. You know, like when Biden was there, all of a sudden they set off that bomb alarm, and it was all fake. It was all for show. It's like yeah. if if there's constant bombing, you would you didn't you didn't see Bush going to Iraq, did you, to do photo ops in the middle of the bombing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course no, not. To walking really?
0: walking in the streets as the bombs were dropping. No. But now you're seeing all these celebrities, big and small, going to take photo ops with this guy, you know, uh, Zelensky and, and Biden going there for a day of tours. And then they put up the, the bomb alarm sound just for effect, just for drama, just to dramatize the whole thing. right, right. right. It's so ridiculous. It's, it is. So, it's so ridiculous how Americans accept this propaganda, right? Like yes. they would allow Biden to go into an active war zone. The, the the Secret Service would allow that, and sure. it, and if the alarms went off and it was a real thing, they wouldn't immediately jump on top of Biden and whisk him away. Exactly. <laughs> they would exactly. just let him walk through the streets as the alarms are going off. It's amazing how Americans buy this bullshit. It really is.
3: It really, it, it, it's it's. Very interesting when you step back and look at it. And I tell you the truth, for the longest time, I was uh, caught up in it because I grew up, grew up in it like everybody else. You know what I mean? They didn't even think twice about it. You know, in other words, I was just another person who was buying the mainstream media narratives because that's all I knew, and I never questioned. And then, then I had a series of events that. Uh, Started to change my perspective on things that are happening in our government and, and activities that were happening in local law enforcement and it grew from there. And I went, wait a minute. And then I started question plus I became disabled. I had a lot more time now and where I can research and I'm like, wow, what an awakening. You know, now there's a lot more to learn. I'm not saying I'm the expert on everything, right. but, yeah. but you've been in media your whole life. So you obviously yeah. been seeing it. You know, and you do, like. Do you know. remember
0: the movie Wag the Dog?
3: No, I should check that out though. a
0: they, Barry Levinson film where they start the fake war because they have to for false flag reasons, oh. and it's a uh, it's it's very good. If you if you if you're into this stuff, you should absolutely see Wag the Dog. Oh because yeah, it's just about that. It's about a false flag war oh, uh, for political Lord. reasons. It's really it's really well done. It's a good film, but I believe these wars are much more of these kind of political false flag operations than let's say these domestic issues like school shootings and stuff Um, you know i I don't totally discount everything you say but the wars and this one we're currently talking about certainly the ukraine thing is 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 a lot of it is just um uh blown up by if you will by our media and by our politicians and i think that's why we're not seeing a lot of footage one they want to perpetrate their own narrative so they right. don't want to show. If Ukraine does something on tour, they don't want to show that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you right. Know? And of course, it's just not that much action. It's not as big a thing as the media wants to make it out to be. That's so true. Russia and the media wants to make it out to be Russia's taking over the Ukraine, right. and then eventually they want to take over the world, right? Isn't that? Right. Am I getting it right?
3: That's that's, that's, that's the that Western, basically, uh, yeah. yeah
0: that basically the propaganda is: that if we don't stop Putin now, he'll mm-hmm. take over all of Europe. And at the same time, they say he's weak and feeble and his army sucks. So, of course, those two things don't correlate. They don't make sense. When you say he's going to take over all of Europe and he can't even take over one town in Ukraine, right? <laughs> doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, the other thing yes, thing is, but they, oh, but they have perpetrate to... this propaganda on Americans and Americans go for it.
3: Yeah, well, all you have to do, too, is look at the military budget that we account for uh, versus the Russian military budget which is a fraction of you know we're talking like i've read this statistics say 60 80 billion for the russian military budget versus some Seven hundred and eighty or eight hundred billion for our military budget. It seems to vary year to year, somewhat. But then again, when there's a thirty-five trillion dollar shortfall on the Pentagon audit, you know what's well, how much are we really spending? I mean, and who has the military bases surrounding who? Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Or the yeah. bio labs? And so we're, we're constantly being propagandized. I think, um, you know, I. I, it's, it's the transnational corporations that, that know no borders, that care not for what their actions, how they affect the economies of any particular nation, and, uh, that are driving, uh, treaties and, and military actions. I mean, Smedley Butler wars a racket, you know, and I'm not, I haven't even saw, seen all of that, uh, they're online, um, videos on, uh, narrative where you can, like, um, where he's, the book is being read. You know what I mean? i forget what that's called. We, you can find it online, but Smedley yeah, yeah. Butler went two Purple Hearts, uh, most decorated military man, War's a Racket, then John Perkins' Confessions of an Economic Hitman, too. I've seen a couple of his YouTubes. And, you know, and it's just starting to awaken me to some things that uh, I, I don't have. I, the, the, the problem, at, like Noam Chomsky Trons- Noam talked about manufacturing consent, is, is, is pulling out what's true, what's not true, what's real, what's not real. Then we see Tucker Carlson, January 6th. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, footage, and we are starting to we like. What? At some point, Mike, what if, we don't know what to believe anymore. You we don't know what, you know what to mean? believe, and that's
0: what they want. They want everything. That's exactly happen. what they want. They want you to be coming and going in a million different directions, right? Yeah, that's the whole part of this stuff. Bill, let me let you go. I'm okay, Mike. thank you <laughs> Thanks for yeah, the call. Yeah. Speaking of propaganda, uh, yeah. what I want to talk about right now is the propaganda coming from Donald John Trump. Donald John Trump. Uh, so <laughs> Trump is, is once again, coming up with all this bullshit, trying to throw everything he can against the wall and hoping some of it sticks, saying things that don't even make sense, saying things that he wouldn't have said three months ago before the race. He things he praised DeSantis about now he's criticizing him for all this crap. So now his new thing is ethanol, 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 ethanol. But he actually said at a rally today, he actually said, I have a video of him, but I'd rather rather just talk like him. Uh, Well, if he isn't running, if he decides not to run, I'll say he was fine on it at all. Don't worry about it. If he doesn't run, he was fine. So basically what Donald Trump is admitting to is that he's a liar and a scumbag, that he'll say whatever he has to, right, in order to what? Slander, defame people. Even if it's not true, he's admitting He's totally lying and he's only saying it for political purposes. And if DeSantis decided not to run, he'll say he's the best uh, the best thing since sliced bread. This guy this this is what I this is what I've been saying for years now. There's Trump derangement syndrome of the right in quotes kind and the left in quotes kind and they're both equally insane. Both sides are equally insane when it comes to him, love him or hate him. And the fact that he can actually say at a rally Oh don't worry. if he doesn't run I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, everything I said is 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 a lie. Don't worry about it. If he doesn't run he's fine on ethanol. Since he's running he's not fine on ethanol. And then he gets an ovation for this. An ovation for admitting he's a liar and saying things just strictly political reasons and purposes. And they applaud him. This is Trump Derangement Syndrome of the quote unquote right kind. He they're insane. Both sides are equally insane. And this is the biggest reason why this guy needs to go away. We need to get rid of this insanity on both sides that he creates. He has created this incredible psychological fissure in brains that I, I think we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen we saw an issue do this called COVID. OK, we saw a cold virus do this, but we have never seen one person do this in our modern times, in this country, before this guy. And it's, it's, it's incredibly unhealthy on both sides. It's incredibly unhealthy. The people who look at him, like I know people who look at him and they go into like convulsions. Those people, there's a problem with that. Then people will just applaud him for it. Or, or like he admitted, shooting people in the middle of Times Square and they'll still vote for him. This is a sickness. This is a, this is a sickness that this man has brought on. Both sides of the political spectrum, and there are people like me who don't have the syndrome, who can see both sides, who can see how it affects both sides equally as bad. But all he's doing is lying. That's all. That's all. That's all he's doing. All he does is lie. That's all, and throws ridiculous nonsense out there. I mean, ridiculous. But a lot of people who used to be Trump reporters are now seeing through him now. And exactly what I have been saying on this show for a while now is what is is being written, right? That basically he's going to this 2015-2016 playbook again, which is not going to work the second time around. Because Ron DeSantis and others are aware of his act now. His act is wearing thin. He needs a new act. This is the same old act. This is like a comedian- who you've seen over and over again, and you say, come on, man, it's been seven, eight years now. Can you can you freshen the act up a little bit? He's he's not freshening it up. There's no freshening up of the act, which is why Ron DeSantis is ahead of him in New, New, oh, Iowa, well ahead of him in Iowa, ahead of him in New Hampshire before he even gets in the race. When this guy is the former president who's been running for four months now. That's why people are seeing through him now. And here's a good article. I'll just I'll, not too long. I'll read it. OK, it's not too long. Well, this is pretty long, but uh, I'll read the first part of it. And it's written in USA Today, of all places, um, and it's titled Ron DeSantis has found the Donald's kryptonite. Ignore him. Ever since Ron DeSantis won re-election, has devoted every waking moment to attacking his fellow Floridian. Much to the Donald's surprise, DeSantis hasn't risen to the the bait. In a classic scene from Mad Men, young copywriter Michael Ginsburg tries to shame ex-exec Don Draper. As the two stand alone in the elevator, Ginsburg contemptuously says, I feel bad for you. Draper quietly responds, I don't think about you at all. This sums up the battle between Trump and DeSantis. Ever since the Florida governor won re-election by more than 19 points and one and a half million votes, creating buzz for a potential presidential run, Trump has devoted every single waking moment to attacking his fellow Floridian. Much to the Donald's surprise, DeSantis hasn't risen to the bait, focusing instead on racking up conservative victories in his home state. You can call Trump every name in the book, but ignore him? That's something he just can't handle. It reminds me of the scene from... uh, 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 what is it called? I'm not losing the name of the movie with uh, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. Fatal Attraction. When she says to him, I'm not going to be ignored. That really sets the nut job off just being ignored. Trump getting more and more unhinged in his rants In reaction. Every Trump statement released or post on truth social grows more unhinged. I mean, more unhinged than usual. They make the former president's late night tweets look downright civil as a sample. Here's an excerpt from a Trump rant this past Wednesday, Flor- last Wednesday, last week. Florida has been successful many years, long before I put Ron there. It's amazing what ocean and sunshine will do. Surprise! Ron was a big lockdown governor on the China virus, sealing all beaches and everything else for an extended period of time. Was worst, third worst in the nation for COVID-19 deaths, third worst for a total number of cases. It just goes on and on. He just started a Substack. Other Republican governors did much better than Ron. And because I allowed them this freedom, never closed their states, Trump continued. Remember, I left that decision up to the governors. For COVID death rates per state, Ron as governor of Florida did worse than New York. <laughs> just, that's just the COVID-19 section. I left out his screeds on education, affordability, rape, public relations, you name it. Hardly greatness there, Trump concludes, in all caps, of course. I'm exhausted just reading it. Imagine how his staff feels. By the way, uh, I'll talk more about this tomorrow. But he, uh, Mr. Mr. Anti-Swamp, Mr. Drain the Swamp anti-establishment is putting a Jeb Bush person, At the front of his campaign, a Jeb Bush person showing once again how foolish he is about draining the swamp. Swampy, swampy. Team MAGA's last complaint was that DeSantis didn't defend the ex-president when he pushed a rumor that he was going to be arrested last week. Unsurprisingly, the rumor proved false. But the governor should have protected the angry old guy who's been attacking him for months. A reporter asked DeSantis about the matter, so he had to respond. DeSantis criticized the questionable case brought by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Breck, calling it an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office, as did Andrew Cuomo, by the way. Then he added, look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just I can't speak to that. It's not my wheelhouse, he said. Well, that last bit drove Trump even more crazy. Posting on Truth Social that the governor could be unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, or possibly a man, with false accusations. Stay classy. I can't do trumpet. Makes my it bothers my throat. Stay classy, Marlago. All this has to make DeSantis chuckle, which he did an interview with Piers Morgan. When Morgan asked whether Ron DeSanctimonious was his favorite Trump-endorsed nickname, the governor laughed that, I don't really know what that means, but I kind of like it. It's long. It's got a lot of uh, vowels. Then he pivoted back to the work he's doing in Florida. Message discipline is helpful in a national campaign. It's nice for the GOP to have a candidate familiar with it. Trump might be leading in the early polls in some states, but he's acting as if he's already lost. That's why he's wor- he's workshopping dumb nicknames and all capsing on True Social into the wee hours. The shtick worked in 2016, but will it work eight years later? To many Republicans, Trump feels like yesterday's news, written by John Gabriel. So I totally agree with this. I totally agree with this, and I think more and more Republicans are waking up to this. And more and more Republicans will realize that Trump is very toxic when it comes to general election and winning independents. And that if he's the nominee, Joe Biden or, or, or Gavin Newsom or even Kamala Harris will defeat him and he'll lose the popular vote for the third straight time. But this is going to continue. It's going to continue. But I have to give Trump credit. At least it gives me something to talk about. It gives everyone something to talk about. But... Um, I'm I'm totally, as you know, in Team DeSantis and this kind of childishness, all of a sudden saying these ridiculous things about how DeSantis was terrible on COVID. First of all, everyone knows that you can't. That's his strength. That is his wheelhouse, COVID. You have to go, as I said, as I said weeks ago, a real campaign by Donald Trump would look something like this. Yes, Donald Trump. You have to admit the reality. You can't pretend the reality is not the reality. He's been a great governor in Florida. He was fantastic on COVID. There's a reason why he won by a million and a half votes after only winning by 30,000 four years before, okay? The people of Florida think he was great on COVID. They think he's a fucking, one of the best governors the state's ever had. That's just the reality. So if you're not a sick individual like Donald Trump, you admit that reality. You say, yeah, he's a great governor of 21 million people. I was a great president of 330 million. You see, maybe Trump should hire me. I wouldn't take the job. But that would be what I would say. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to him. DeSantis has been a great governor of 21 million people. Got a lot of things done. But I've already been the president of 330 million, and I got great things done. Why can't he just say that? Because it's, he is not able, he doesn't have the humanity and humility to admit when someone's done something good, who's running against him? And that's going to work to his detriment. Trying to create this false reality that everyone in Florida and all Republicans in this country and independents in this country know is not the truth. He was great on COVID. That's his strength. You can't try to turn that into a weakness. It's not going to work. Go elsewhere. But this is why DeSantis will win. He will run a better, more professional, Uh, less hysterical campaign. And there are many people, even Trump supporters, who, while they may have liked what he did as president, just don't want four more years of the drama. And that will be another thing that DeSantis gets him on. It's going to be drama, drama, drama. And he's a lame duck because he can't run again. Well, I won't be a lame duck. I can serve eight years and it's not going to be drama Day in, day out. He's going to run a much more controlled campaign. And believe me, you heard it here. This is on record. DeSantis is going to win this primary. He's absolutely going to win it, and it's not even going to be a tough primary. The toughest part will be between now and next March, but by... March, whenever the date is, the second week of March, Super Tuesday, this will be over. DeSantis will be the nominee, okay? And Trump can scream and yell all he wants, but that's going to be the reality. A year from now, less than a year from now, Ron DeSantis will be the Republican nominee, and he'll win. He'll be the next president. He'll be the next president. Okay. Is there anything else? I'm going to do a last call. For calls if anyone wants to talk in call in and tell me how wrong i am tell me how wrong i am you want to bet on this no don't put your don't look you you put money on things at your own risk i don't think we should be betting on politics bet on baseball as as uh as daniel says bet on sports ball bet on things like that but don't bet on horse racing is good Horse racing is fine boxing matches Politics, I don't know. You bet on every Mike. You're, are you a degenerate gambler, Mike? You bet on everything, but you know that's uh, some people do like doing that. Some people do like doing that. I think it's a fool's game to bet on politics because there's so many tangential stuff, right? There's so many things we don't know that we can't. Sometimes you can't foresee, right? So I, I don't know. I, I don't like betting on politics, but I know I know you bet on everything. Everything we bet on everything these days, you know. But put money on a political candidate at your own risk. Okay, uh, let's see. Anything else? No, we'll talk more about all of this stuff tomorrow. I want to remind everyone the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, uh, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, which means um, if you understand uh, the days of the week, I'll be back here again tomorrow night. Uh, But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.